Okay, okay, is this thing on? All right, I think it's on. Okay, so let's do this. Welcome to the Chirac Podcast. I am your host, Chris Prince. That's Chris with a K, first name, last name, Prince. Rapper, gamer, current student enrolled in community college, Aquarius, and Team PS4. Oh, and Nintendo Switch. You got to add that in there, too. And uh, speaking of Nintendo Switch, so I've been on Facebook and Twitter, and I've just been like, you know, reading people's statuses here and there. Um, And one of my past friends, like, he posted, he was just like, does anybody know anybody selling Nintendo Switches? Because I can't find them anywhere. And I was just like, what? I haven't seen this. I was so surprised because I haven't seen this since 2017 when the Nintendo Switch first released. And I'll never forget that because I remember pre-ordering mines and paying for it in full and getting mines the day it came out and everybody else couldn't get one because it was sold out. And it was like that for like, from what I remember, like two or three months straight. And it felt so good. So even in this position now with the quarantine and the coronavirus going on, uh, it's just crazy to know that it's still like this. This situation is like resurrected again. And now you can't even find Nintendo switches. They're sold out everywhere. That is so cool. So it makes me appreciate my switch even more playing it now uh, just because I know that people can't get it. So now I appreciate it. So it's pretty dope to know that it's still selling like it is like it did when it first came out uh let's see i'm gonna just get straight into it because this is my like my first time really getting into the podcast and i really have things in mind but i'm not writing nothing down so i'm kind of freestyling my podcast until i get a little bit more like structured and i just want to get into the vibe of actually uh doing this and recording it so uh let's see where do i start So how I'm holding up today, I think it's today is 420. It's 420. Uh, Happy 420 to all of the weed smokers out there. Uh, Enjoy yourself. Smoke something. I mean, I can't I could tell you be safe. So I'll just say be safe. Stay home. You know, the the you know, the whole spiel and how everything's broken down. But I wish i could celebrate with you guys i really wish i could i'm not celebrating because i don't really smoke like that and i am currently unemployed i don't have a job i have no money and uh i do have ten dollars that my good friend let me borrow he borrowed he let me borrow 20 and i already spent 10 but that but i have no job all right so I don't I the biggest thing I don't want to do right now is smoke and then I get a call from a job. That's like my biggest fear. I've had that happen to me before in the past where I've smoked and then a job will call me for an interview and then I ended up failing the drug test and losing a potential job uh for me. So I learned that lesson the hard way, I think twice and I'm done learning the hard lesson the hard way. Uh you know what? I'm going to give my 420 story. All right, all right, all right, all right. So I'm going to give you all the story since it's 420 and it's the holiday. All right, this is the story of how, of, of why I don't smoke anymore like that. And I refuse to smoke unless I'm like comfortable with my employment and I'm stable enough to, you know, do that. So I'll never forget it. I was young. I can't remember the year anymore, but I feel like it was, I want to say 2012, 2013-ish, maybe, maybe 2014, but I just remember it was between those years. And I was uh, involved in this job program where you took classes for like the first two or three weeks where you showed up every morning and 
each class, you learned about something different, whether it was resume, uh, working on your resume, having a good resume, going to a job, interview skills, uh, preparing for an interview, just the entire process of uh, trying to get a job and then afterwards the job agency would uh would just look for jobs for you they'll find a job they'll tell you hey this place is hiring walgreens is hiring etc etc uh they have a interview available for you can you show up there thursday at two o'clock at this place at this location you agree to it you go to it you t- you get the interview now they don't it doesn't guarantee you the job but it's an opportunity it's a job opportunity to interview and the way the job economy has been forever it's always good to have a good opportunity so i had this tradition at the time like my tradition was i would go to this job temp temp agency job class thing every every morning then afterwards depending on what time it was i would either uh go hang out with my foster cousin or my i call him my cousin even though he's my foster cousin but i would go hang out with my cousin at the time and he because he lived like a block away he didn't live too far from it so I, afterwards i'd always if he was available i would go to his house and kick it with him and his parents because he was there and staying with his parents at the time and we'll hang out or you know if I, I would go home and do what i had to do or handle my business or just continue my day but i know on the weekends i always went to my cousin's house and he stayed on the west side of chicago and i miss those days so much i always keep those memories close to my heart uh, but anyway, so every weekend is tradition. We would always smoke. We would drink. We play the game. We'll hang out. We'll have a good time. We'll kick it with females. You know, you never know what it's going to be, but it's always a good time. So weekend comes up and, uh, I do my usual thing. We get in a car and I, I rap. So we get in a car, somebody puts on a beat. And, you know, they start rapping and then I start rapping my verse. So I'm rapping my verse and they hear it in the car. So there's a guy up in the front seat. I think he sat on like, I want to say the driver's seat. Was it the driver's seat? I don't remember, but I just know he sat in the front seat. So he heard me rap my verse and it was like he started rapping another verse. So he rapped his verse. So they played another beat. I rapped my verse. So they were everybody was in the car was like, oh, this is like a competition. So we are competing with each other with verses on a beat. And while we're doing it, we're smoking. So we smoke. We got the weed coming in rotation. I'm hitting my shit. I'm high. I'm so high. By the end of the whole little freestyle session of us just linking up with my fr- my f- cousin's friends, we... I ended up getting so high that I was just like literally sitting in his car, like literally like everybody else. You know, after you smoke, everybody kind of do their own thing. They go their separate ways. They go do what they want to do. Right. In my case, when I get high, which is why another reason I don't like smoking, I get stuck. I just be sitting there and I'm just like sitting in this guy's car. I don't know who this man is, but I'm just sitting there. And then he, he finally said something that was just like. You know, I'm finna go do this. Ooh, ooh. But he kind of like I got the message. Basically, he was saying like, bro, you, you got to get out the car because I'm finna go about my way. So I get out of his car. Boom, boom, boom. Go in my cousin's crib. Now I'm chilling. I'm high as hell. We eating, watching TV, playing the game, doing what we usually do. And then, you know, the day goes by. I think this was a Sunday. The next day it was it was the next it was Monday and. I get a phone call and it's from the agency and they're like, Hey, we have a job interview for you. You think you can go to this place and, uh, go for an interview. And I was like, yeah, they was like, we'll call this number and tell them your name and tell them that you're coming in. So I was like, all right, cool. And it was for the Chicago Tribune. It was a job for the Chicago Tribune. And they were just like, we got a job for you there. You just got to, go up to the to the to where they're at on the west side of chicago oh, i miss chicago so much but anyway and you got to go on the west side of chicago and you got to go to this place and you can get your job so i called the number and they were just like hey you can you come in uh you're gonna take a drug test and i remember them asking me can i pass the drug test and i was like yeah i just lied but 
I was so scared. And it was like in my head, I was start I was thinking like so unrealistic. I was just like, you know what? Maybe it's not going to show up. I just smoked yesterday. It shouldn't show up when I pee. Like, so I'm getting on a bus and I literally take this bus all the way to the west side of Chicago from where I lived. I lived on the north side on Chicago Avenue and it was like hosted, I think. But I'm driving and I'll be on the bus. I take this bus like super far out. It was this is how far I knew how far I was. I, I knew I was so far. It was like nothing but Mexicans. By the way, I'm black I, or my race. If you want to identify me, I, I'm, a, I'm a black man or a black male, 30 year old black male. Right. Or right now I'm a 30 year old black male. But back then I was like way younger. So I'm on this bus. I get off and I'll never forget. So I'm walking to the building that I'm supposed to go to. And when I walk, there's a like a group of Mexicans that walk by. Now, mind you, I'm six foot five. So I'm walking past these people and the Mexicans are short. And when they see me, they just start like, I kid you not. One of the girls did the in the name of the father, son, the Holy Spirit with her fingers. You know, how people touch their forehead first in the name of the father. They touch their chest. Uh, name the son, the Holy Spirit. They cross, they do a cross on their bodies. She did that when she saw me, and it was like the craziest thing ever at that moment. But I didn't have time to like really react to it. It was just, I just looked at it and I just kept walking because I had to get to this place at a certain time. So I get there, and it's a bunch, it's like a Mexican and in in, at the uh, or Hispanic guy at the desk, and he just, you know, he has the forms. He tells me to fill out the forms, go in the bathroom. Uh, and I take the piss test. So I'm peeing and it's just, it sucks. Cause I'm just like, I'm finna fail this test. I just pray that these people don't find out that I got marijuana in my system. And when I got there, it didn't help because a guy who was there, he, I think he failed. And while I walked in, he was telling him like, Oh, well, if you do this, that, and the third come back, la la la, you just got to wait. So I'm listening, and I think at the time the the it was like sixteen an hour. It was either sixteen or seventeen hours. It was it was a lot though, more than minimum wage at the time. And he's telling me like how much is gonna pay an hour. So I'm coming out the bathroom acting like you know I'm finna pass this test. And in my head it's like I'm just wishing, I'm just hoping like man, please don't show up, please don't show up, please don't let don't let me fail. And sure enough, like he does a little testing thing where he where he tests it right there on the spot. And I failed that he was just like. So he said something, he was just like, you failed. He was just like, you can come back. I think you had to wait like a year or something. But it was just something to the effect where. I. um didn't get the job and it made me never want to go back because I was so ashamed of myself at the time because like I usually don't get caught in those type of situations I'm I'm actually way smarter than that but at the time period it was like it was something I didn't expect these to get a phone call I had already been on so many interviews already uh and it never got to that place where it was like okay we're gonna hire you and um when we hire you, we're going to do a drug test. Like it was like them people was ready to hire me on the spot. All I had to do was pass the drug test. I didn't even have to go to an interview and I lost the, I, I lost the job because I was, I had weed in my system. So that's what that, from that point on, it made me stop smoking weed that and some other situations that happened in my past. But that's probably like my worst 420 memory where I smoked heavy and had a job the next day and I didn't get hired for it. Uh so I made it I make it a thing now where it's like if I'm not working, if I'm not stable in my life, if my life, if my life is not in a place where I have to get drug tested or have to get blood or anything involving drugs in my system, I'm not messing with it. So for all the people that are enjoying 420, enjoy yourself, have a good time, be safe. Um let me see what's next. All right, I'm gonna give y'all my best 420 memory. Uh, my best 420 memory has to be the first time I tried an edible, and this is crazy because 
I've always had an interest in edibles. I remember going on Corporate, who's from Chicago. He's a funny guy, comedian, rapper. Love him. Love what he's doing. Love Just period. Love great guy. Black Chicago, Be Like Series, all of that. So I remember, I'll never forget it. I was on his uh, Instagram scrolling one day, and he has a video of, it was a funny video of him doing an edible, and he had these cupcakes with his face on it from this uh, company called Vixen. I think it's Vixen something. I don't remember what it is now because I haven't been communicating with them or I haven't bought from them recently, but it was Vixen something. And he was just, the video was so funny on how he was tweaking. He he was like, he was so high after eating the edible that he was washing his hands in the toilet and peeing in the sink. Like, it was so funny. It was just a funny video. And it made me want to like really mess with these people because for one, the cupcakes they had looked amazing it looks so good and i and i'm a sweet i have a sweet tooth and i love sweets so this it seemed like this was like the perfect people to buy from because one my biggest fear is just like one thing i hate is like buying bad weed or just buying poor quality you know i'm a quality person so i was really looking for some a good place where i can buy edibles uh, and it's a black business, of course. So I want to support my black businesses and my black women or just whoever's in charge. I just want to support. So anyway, get in contact with these people through Instagram. We set everything up and I order a strawberry cupcake and a caramel covered brownie. I got that was my first two. So I ordered those. I think. You had to get your orders in by Tuesday and then by Friday you had to pick them up. They would they would hand deliver them to you. So bam. Friday comes, they hit me up. Your deliveries will be here at this meetup spot. We go to the meetup spot. I grab mine. A few other people grab theirs. And I'm on the way home. Now mind you, I just had an amazing day. I had money that day. I think I was I got paid. I went and did my normal routine. My normal routine when I get paid is I go to the um, pay my phone bill that day. I would go to the barber shop, get get a fresh line in so I can be clean and well groomed in the face. Uh, get gas in my car, grab food for the day or the weekend or whatever I was gonna do. I always had my routine, so. I did everything I needed to do for the day, and I went to go buy me some clothes, so I had me a fresh fit that day. So, you know, I'm just feeling really good, and I'm finna end my night with uh, these edibles. So, just so happens, the I, I don't know if you guys remember, but the game God of War on PlayStation 4 the, just came out uh, at the same time. It was a it was a it was a brand new game. It was new. I think I had beat it by that time. I'm not sure. I think or I was still playing it, playing through the story mode. But I just remember that was like one of the biggest games out at the moment, at the time. Uh, so my plans was I'm gonna get home, and I get home and uh, I'm sitting on my couch because I used to sleep in my front room of my apartment. It used to be my brother, his best friend. And then I slept in the front room. So uh, I'm, I am come in the crib doing my normal routine. I'm laying, I'm chilling. So I'm by myself. Ain't nobody in the house but me. And I remember um, I was like, okay, I'm ready to smash these. I'm ready to try these. It's safe. I'm at home. Let's do this. So I grabbed the strawberry cupcake first and I take a bite out of it. And when I tell you. This strawberry cupcake was so good. I'm talking about. I enjoyed this cupcake so much. It's you could taste the strawberry. Like you can also taste that there was drugs in it. Like if you smelt it, like I first thing I did low key when I grabbed when I pulled them out the bag was I smelt them and you can smell like a little strong. You know there's drugs in it or you know it's infused. So I could smell it. It was like this nice, strong smell, but you can also smell like it smelled like a cupcake, uh, but it just smelled like a strong cupcake. So I take a nice big bite out of it and it tasted so good. And when I took the first bite, I, I'm a rookie. This is my first time trying to edible. So I thought, OK, 
I was supposed to get high. Like the results were supposed to be instant. Like just like you know, you smoke weed. Now weed. Sometimes when you smoke weed, it does take a little second for the high to just come come and hit you. It does take a second, but like it it comes fast. So I was just like, okay, I, I took my first bite, bam, and I'm sitting there for like maybe ten fifteen minutes. Nothing happened. So I'm just like, oh, I'm good. Maybe so I'm thinking, okay, maybe this lady sold me some fake edibles or maybe edibles really aren't what i thought they would be this ain't this ain't nothing i'm like i'm not getting high i'm not feeling nothing so i'm just like okay this lady told me some actual cupcakes like she ain't sell me no weed infused cupcakes she sold me some she baked some cupcakes at the crib and made it see, and said that they were gonna be they were they were weed they were edibles and she's scamming everybody so i'm thinking i'm being scammed and i'm just like all right skip it so i just start eating the cupcakes some more i'm just like because like i said when i eat sweets i eat the whole thing i didn't eat half a cake in one day like it like in one day like i'm i'm like mind you guys i'm telling you i'm six foot five i'm a tall guy but i eat like i'm 500 pounds like i really eat like that so for me when i'm eating food i eat all like i don't waste no food i'm that type of person so i'll just start eating some more of it i'm just like oh this ain't doing nothing i'm not feeling nothing i ate probably like a second half of it um and i just i think i ate the whole strawberry shortcake the whole cupcake yep so i ate the whole cupcake and then I tried the brownie because I really wanted to try the brownie because I love brownies. Brownies are like my favorite chocolate. If you were talking about like chocolate, anything, I love brownies or devil's food cake, like real soft devil's food cake. Oh, the best. So I had. Uh, got this edible. And I'm trying the brownie. Now, the brownie didn't taste as good as the, the cupcake did. The cupcake tasted like an actual cupcake. But the brownie, it, it tasted like way stronger. Like, what saved it was the caramel on it. That actually gave it like a little sweet taste. But the, it kind of tasted strong. Like, it, it it tasted like... it didn't. The brownie didn't taste as sweet as brownies usually do. But, I mean, you could, I took like a third of the brownie. And I ate that, and then I was just like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to save the rest for later. I'm not going to eat no more of it. So, like I said, I'm not feeling nothing. More time went by, like 10, maybe another 10 minutes went by. And I'm just like, bro, this stuff is not working. Like, what kind of what kind of drugs is like i ain't doing this no more or it was just like you know what she she got my money i'm gonna let her have it she got that little 20 dollars because they were 10 dollars a piece and i'm just like she got her 20 dollars she had it uh so i started playing the game i'm playing the game for a little bit and uh i remember playing god of war i'm playing god of war trying to play through it um and then I'm playing my music, like just my, I'm playing my PlayStation, just doing my normal, my normal routine on the game. And then like, I could say, I say like, maybe I don't even remember how this is, how crazy it was like maybe 10, 15 minutes later. I just remember my eyeballs like being rolling in the back of my head. Like I was like, my, my eyeball, I felt like. I was in my brain or like it felt like my head had lift was lifting and my spirit was like smushed or my soul was smushed to the top of my brain. I was so high. It hit me so hard. It scared the shit out of me. Y'all, when I'm telling you, like. The effects of these edibles I didn't. I realized I made a mistake. I'm telling you, I was so high, my eyes was in the rolling in the back of my head. Uh, my mouth was like ultra dry. It, I just could not speak. Like I was sitting there, mouth was dry, and I was in my head, and I was thinking about death. Like I was like thinking the weirdest shit. I was like, okay, maybe God wants me to be dead. 
or maybe it's better for me to be alive or maybe I'm not supposed to be alive. I'm supposed to be God would be pleased with me if I was dead. Like I was thinking like this crazy backwards thought about life and death. Like it was like crazy, but I was so high. I was scared. It was like I haven't felt like this since the first time I ever smoked weed. But this was like that. But times a hundred, I was too high. And I remember at the time my brother ends up coming in the house because you could hear the clicks on the door and you hear somebody coming in the house and it's either one or two people. It's either my brother or my roommate, my brother's friend. So my brother come walking in. Mind you, I'm just sitting there high. I'm just my head is laid on the back. I'm just head. I'm just looking up in the sky and I, I really I cannot see. I literally can't see. And my brother walks in the room and he's just like, he walks around the kitchen, does his thing. And he walks in his room for a little bit. And then he comes back out and uh, he's talking to me. And it was just like, I could barely talk to him. I was just like, bro, my mouth is dry. So I'm talking to him. He's just like, bro, what's wrong with you? Something wrong with you? And I'm just like, I could barely speak. I'm high as fuck at the same time. And I'm trying to have like a, a normal conversation with him. But it just not. I just couldn't talk. Like when I spoke, it felt like all the saliva in my mouth was gone. And I'm like talking to him like I had a stroke or something. Like I just couldn't speak normally. So I'm telling him that. And he's just like, man, bro, you, what you done did? You done did some drugs? What's wrong with you? Like you you high? So. It just so happens I had, uh, I always, like, my tradition is always to have, like, um, a big bottle of ice mountain water. Like, I, I'm the type of person when I go to the store, I'll get the, the packs of water, but I'll also give me, like, my own personal gallon of water. So I always had a gallon of water next to me for any, at, for, at, for, at any moment. So I'm sitting there and, uh, I'm laying on the couch, I'm tweaking my mind, like I'm in my head, I'm high as hell, and I'm telling my brother, and he's just like, bro, and he's, my brother's serious, and I can hear it in his voice, and he's just like, man, bro, look, I done dealt with this all my life, bro, I'm not finna deal with this with you too, I'm finna call the hospital, they finna come get you, and he was like, you off that shit, bro, I can't be, I can't have you like this too, bro, I done dealt with too many crackheads and junkies in my life, so he's basically insinuating that I'm doing crack. And at the time, I was just like, in my head, I just know, like, I'm I'm blue because it's like, bro, I'm scared in my heart because I'm like, man, I don't want to go to the hospital because if he take me to the hospital, they probably going to, like, arrest me or, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what's going to happen when these people find out that I'm so high off drugs, like, what they're going to do. And, and I feel like people are going to take it to the extreme. So I started getting scared. So at the same time, I'm talking to my brother and I'm just giving him all of these revelations and I'm just like, or epiphanies more so than anything. And I'm just like, man, bro, you've just been helping me all your life. All you was trying to do is trying to help me all everything you were doing. You were just trying to help me. I kept saying that shit and just so happened, y'all, I had to go to work. I worked. I ain't gonna tell y'all where I worked. But just know I worked at one of these like Fortune 500 companies or just one of the popular companies that people normally work for. Uh, so I had and I worked the overnight shift. So not only was I high as fuck, but it, it had to be like seven, eight o'clock at night. Right. So usually I don't really get sleep when I work my overnight jobs uh, because I don't know. It's just hard for me to like train myself to go to sleep early. Like I like being up all day. Like I'll play the game until two o'clock in the morning and then i'll go to work like i did that it's just hard for me to go to sleep during the day and then go to work at overnights it's hard for me to like train myself like that so at the time i had to go to work that night and my brother was like bro you gotta work tonight i was like yeah he was like oh my god bro you done fucked up bro don't ever do that shit again bro don't ever do this again bro like you're too you gotta go to work and he was just like you gotta change your clothes and at the time i was like i could not breathe like it got to the point where i was talking to my brother and when i would speak to him i just could not breathe and he was just like bro you're gonna be good bro just drink that water bro just drink that water so i'd take some water and i'd drink it but my mouth was still dry and i'm still like high like i am so 
fucking high right now. So I'm drinking all of this water. I'm drinking this, drinking it. And I kept tweaking. I'm just like, bro, bro, you, you was just trying to help me all your life, bro. That's all you was trying to do, bro. Woo, woo, So I get up. And I'm trying to, like, change clothes. And I hid the edibles in my closet where I keep my clothes at. And I did that. And I didn't want him to find it. or Because I felt like if he found it, he would have stolen it or something. So I just I just hid it from him. And I, so I go grab my clothes. And I, I stand in front of him. And I start changing my clothes in front of him. Like, I literally took my clothes off, dropped my pants, dropped my underwear, like... I was getting naked in front of my brother and changing clothes in front of him like a child or something. Like, it was horrible. So, I'm changing clothes. And uh, while I'm in front of him, I'm changing my clothes. And I'm trying to, like, ask him for approval. Like, are these pants okay? How do I look? Like, talking to him like that. And then, while he's talking to me about something. Like, he says something. Uh about me tripping and he was just like I can't you can't be doing this bro whoa whoa I just started like jogging in place and saying thank you Jesus the whole time like I'm literally like I'm like dancing like and I'm jogging up and down like in place I'm standing up in place and I'm jogging up and down and I just kept saying thank you Jesus and I'm singing and I'm like hallelujah thank you Jesus like I am literally singing to God like praising God like singing jogging and and running like my body is just moving from place to place so uh time goes by and I somehow I end up falling asleep somehow I I end up falling asleep and I woke back up and I was still high and I it like super high so I watched Wendy Williams. I remember trying, I, I was trying to make myself laugh because, you know, when I was smoke weed, things are funny times 20. So I was like trying my best to, uh, you know, laugh, have a good time and just like get ready for work. So in my head, I was like, my mind is going all over the place because I'm like, bro, I got to go to work. I'm still high. I can't show up to work like this because I'm six foot five working at this place that I'm working at. And they gonna notice it's full of it's full of people it's full of black people and black people ain't dumb we know when you like black like people can not even black people just people are smart period ain't, ain't you ain't gonna walk i'm not gonna walk in the room and nobody's gonna, not gonna notice that i'm high like everybody gonna know it i'm six foot five i'm tall as hell when you see me you gonna notice me walking past you gonna notice like my habits like i'm a, I'm, a, I'm actually gonna go to work tripping but i'm still trying to go to work so my brother's like bro you gotta go to work you gotta go to work and uh so i just remember putting on all my clothes and i remember catching an attitude with him for some reason like some just like i just was like i didn't have spirit some emotionally something about my brother i just not did not like about him and we and him got into it a lot so it was just like i was i felt like i was protecting myself from him so i get on my clothes uh and I remember getting in the car and it was raining heavy, raining so hard. And I remember getting in my car, getting ready to go to work because I think it was like two o'clock and I had to work at 3 a.m. So I'm in my car and it's raining. And I remember sitting in my car. I was so high and I've never I've drove high. Like I smoked weed and drove home before. But like I've never been this high like and drove. So. I kept trying to shift the gear and every time I tried to shift the gear, it would not move. Like every time I was remember trying my hardest to shift the gear to reverse and then drive it, the gear would just not move. And and then I see this shadow walking towards me and I look and it's my brother and he's, he knocks on the window. He's just like, damn bro, you good. And I had an attitude and I was just like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need you. I'm straight. And I'm just like, raise the window on him. And he was just like, he went back inside. So I pull off and I remember finally the gear shifted. I don't know how, but it finally shifted. And soon as I put my foot on a pedal, that joint, the car just jerked like skirt. Like it, it was too hard and I was too fast. And I got so scared and I screamed and I put my foot on the brake like immediately. Now, mind you, at the time I had this Jeep and I still got my Jeep now, but it was working at the time. It was tip top shape and it's a V8. 
I was, I think it was a four point seven cylinder. It was a four point L V eight, and it was it's a fast it's fast for a Jeep. I used to, I'd be flying in that car everywhere I go. So I'm going to work, and it was still raining. So I ended up just sitting there, like I just like stopped. I couldn't move, and no lie, this is what happens next. Like while I'm sitting in the car. My something takes over my voice. Like it, it, I felt like something took over me. Like this might sound weird to y'all, but I'm sitting there and all I hear is my me talking to myself, and it just kept saying, "Rico is the devil. Rico is the devil." Like it kept saying that, and it kept my like my I kept saying it, but it was like weird because I didn't feel like I was saying that. I felt like something else was saying it, and. That was Rico was the name of my brother, and it kept saying that it was just like Rico is the devil. Like it kept saying it so many times, and I'm like, bro, this is so crazy. Like, is this like God trying to tell me something? Like, is this like spiritually? My aunt's like people are trying to reach out to me. Like I'm literally saying that constantly back and forth, and it was like that moment I knew it was like, okay, this is a sign for me to get away from my brother as far as possible. Cause me and him are clashing way too much and every, which every way you could think of. So I pull, I start trying to drive some more and I just could not drive normally. Like I could, I just knew I was going to die that night. If I would have went to work, I was going to die because I was too way too high. I was too scared I couldn't control like how, you know, you put your foot on the accelerator. If you want it to go to 50, it's going to go to 50. If you want it to be 60, it's going to go to 60, 65 or whatever uh, speed you're trying to drive. You can make you can control that. I just couldn't control it. I couldn't trust myself. And I got scared every time I put my foot on the accelerator. So I was just like, you know what? I can't do this. So I pull off into this like vacant ass lot where cars can park. And I just like parked my car. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to work. And I made the decision in my mind, like, bro, because I knew it. I'm like, if I go to work like this, I'm going to get fired that day. They're going to send me home like I'm too high. Like I'm way too high to even work normally. Like this is not this is not even safe or healthy for me or anybody else. So I was just like, I'm going to just park my car right here. And soon as I park my car, no lie, I threw up. Car is car is still running and. I throw up. I'm talking about all inside my car, front seat, and then I fell asleep. Now, the next day comes up. I wake up. It's the sun is outside. My car is still running. I get up. I'm, I look at myself. I got throw up all over me. I, I just had, I think, chicken tacos that day. I remember, I remember I ate hella stuff that day. I had breakfast, I had lunch, I had dinner. And I just remember that dinner, I had like some chicken tacos and quesadillas. And, and I went to this Mexican restaurant or my favorite Mexican restaurant. And I woke up with it all over my, all over me, all in my front seat, all on the seat, all on the window. Like I didn't open the window. I didn't open the door and throw up or nothing. It's just, it was all in my car, like chunks of it, so much of it. But I woke up the next day, turned the car off, and I wasn't as high no more. Like the high went came down. <laughs> and I just remember I didn't call I didn't call in and tell these people I was not coming in. I didn't call off or nothing. I just didn't go I just I just didn't show up because I was too high. And <sighs> I remember just um, just laying there and I was just like, bro, this is so nasty. I remember taking a shower. I don't think my brother was at home at the time. I don't think nobody was at the house. And I just remember taking a shower and just, I'm telling y'all, it took me months to get that throw up out of my car. I'm talking about months. And... I think I finished them. I think I finished the, the the did I finish it or throw them out? I don't remember what I did. But 
I don't remember what happened after that if I ever finished those edibles. But I think I threw them out, if I remember. I just don't remember doing it again, like, for a, for a long time after that. Like, that was my first time ever doing it, and I just didn't touch it no more. Because I was like, I had so many, like, I was reflecting on the day. I was just like, yo... I'm definitely going to do it again. I knew it. I'm like, yeah, I like this because I learned so much within the next two, three, four months after that. I started doing so much research because this was my first time trying edibles. And it's I, I, when I got on Twitter and I searched it up, I, try, I looked up edibles and trying edibles for the first time. And I saw I wasn't alone. Like, this is just this is how it goes. But. It just showed me like that first time reaction was not is 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 I wasn't the only for I'm I'm not the first one to go through this before, so as a rookie taking edibles, I'm gonna tell you this: if you've never taken them, they work. I don't give a fuck what you think. I don't care if you feel like you're the biggest smoker on earth. I don't care who you are. If you get some good edibles that are infused and made well. With love and the intention of you getting high as a motherfucker, they work. It didn't happen right away. It didn't happen in the 20, 30 minutes. It took some time. But when that time kicked in and that clock, when that clock started, I was literally dancing in place, singing to Jesus. I could not breathe. I was so high. I have never been that high before in my life. And I'm telling you now. I never want to get that high ever again, <laughs> ever again. But I do enjoy I do it. I did enjoy the, the first time experience and just learning from it, like the, the mistakes I made and just like what what I could do to could do better from now on, because it made me a better person, it made me smarter, it made me wiser. It made me like know how to responsibly take edibles. And what's so crazy is that um the first time I remember before I even tried edibles, I used to go, you know, I, I, I follow a lot of rap. I follow a lot of vlogs that that vlog rappers or blog rappers or I, I, I do that. A lot. I, I follow a lot of that. So I remember Waka Flocka was just like, bro, just take a corner of it. I remember him saying that, like, bro, just take a corner of it. Don't take too much because you'll get too high or just like you don't don't ever just eat a corner of it and he just told like his story of it and at the time i just did not um i didn't listen i ate like i ate a whole cupcake and i ate half, a third of a brownie and i'm and I'm, and that was way too much and all i had to eat was like a maybe a piece of it in the because the way i the, as high as i got a piece of it probably would have got me just as high, but not as that type of high. Like I was too high, uh, and I couldn't control none of it, and I couldn't control myself. I just lost my judgment, and I and don't do it before you well, don't do it before you got to go to work. If this is your first time ever trying edibles, and you know you got to work, don't do that shit. Do that shit when you got a day off, maybe two days off. Or you or you just got time to yourself where you safe and you're around good people who know what you're doing and that can be there for you. But or if you're by yourself, just understand like just when they say eat that shit with moderation, please eat it with eat them with moderation. Don't try to force. Don't try to overeat them. Don't do what I did and eat too much of it at one time. Uh, have water next to you because that was the one thing that was a blessing at the time. Like when I, I really couldn't speak because my throat got so dry, but I had water right there. And, and luckily my brother was there enough to like, you know, coach me like, yo, drink some water. Cause at the time, like I was not thinking, I wasn't thinking, let me pick up this water and drink it. It was more like, bro, I'm tweet. I'm high. I'm, he- I'm too high right now. I'm tweaking. I'm just whatever. I'm going through whatever, but it was good. It was good. The edible was good. It wasn't nothing bad wrong with it. It wasn't laced or nothing. It's just, I just took too much of it. Uh, so I know now, like if I have anybody that's ever around me that takes edibles or if you're hearing this and you might want to try it, just, you know, definitely take it with moderation. Just make sure you have everything available to you. Uh, make sure you're somewhere safe. Make sure you're around good people that really care. Uh, 
and understand that what you're doing and just not trying to incriminate you or treat you like you're a junkie because you did something like that. Like if it, people, people do things. I'm young, still trying to go through college and school and work and get money. I'm living my best life. I'm free, single. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a young man just living my life. So luckily, thank God, nothing really happened to me that night. I didn't get pulled over. I didn't, I didn't decide to drive on the expressway and go to my job and possibly kill myself or hurt someone else like I, I i really consciously in my mind i made up that i was gonna uh i wasn't gonna go to work and it, i i'll take a no call no show and save 20 lives or 100 lives and save my career or or just save myself period over you know trying to do something too much because i feel like sometimes we we make terrible decisions when we're under the influence or we can make better decisions. So, uh, for all my 420 people, that's my 420 story. Uh, I still do edibles, but I barely do them now. Like I, it's like every once in a while or depending on my situation, like right now my car is broke down. So even if I wanted some edibles, I can't drive to go get them or I'm not working right now. So I ain't got no money to pay for them. So once I get to that place in my life where I am stable and I'm employed and, uh, I'm a, I'm definitely gonna do them again. I'm probably gonna do them more than once in my till probably till I die. Shit, be honest with you, because now I know how to handle them. Because what I do now, when I get edibles, this is my process: get my edibles, have them set up ready. I get my edibles like way early, like then there two or three weeks early uh, before beforehand, just so I can have them already ready. So when I am ready to do it, I'm gonna do it. Then I. Um, order my food that day the day that i'm gonna do it i order all my food first get all of that ready i have everything set up like if because i like to just be to myself and i'll be in my room i have my game on already tv music set up everything open plugs phone everything plugged up charged water ready i have everything just sitting there so when i'm ready to just enjoy this hot that i'm about to have from these edibles i'm ready so then once everything's set up, I don't need nothing from nobody. Nobody want nothing from me. I either get on get on the phone with the girl that I'm talking to at the time, uh, have my conversations with her, uh, and then I'll take my edible and just wait for the wait for the ride. Uh, so that's my 420 weed stories: the good, the bad, and the good. And uh yeah so that's my story for that let me see what else do i want to talk to you guys about uh let me see the ps5 is gonna drop this year oh stimulus checks let me talk about that so i know that a lot of people who filed got their stimulus checks they sent them out uh i didn't file because i couldn't afford to pay for my uh what is it called? When when all my W-2s came back for 2019, 2018, I didn't have the money to safely afford getting my taxes filed. Uh, the person I usually go to, he charges, I think, like 75 to 175. It's like he charges, he does everything. He gets it done for you. He does it perfectly. But I, did, I just know I didn't have the money. I think it was like 150 or something. Like I just didn't have the money for it um, at the time. And even now I don't have the money, so I can't file, but I do plan on filing. Like once I think next year gets here, I'll be, I'm going to file again. I'm going to file everything next year and I'm going to have everything ready, but I'm going to file everything at one time. Like I'm going to have 2018, 2019, 2020. I'm going to have all my, I'm going to just file all of that so I can get all my returns and all my stuff. And I'll have a little bit more because basically I'm like stacking or saving up W-2s. But yeah, so basically I'm a non-filer this year. So I filed, uh, I did my information on IRS.gov. All you really need is your, your social security number, your routing number, your account number. So I think they're going to send it, but they're going to send them a little bit later for the people who didn't file. But hopefully, like my, my dream right now is today is a Monday. I pray that they send them joints between now and next week. Like I really need, I need some money right now. Like I really do. Um, I'm currently going to school right now. I'm enrolled in college. This is going to be my last semester until, well, because I'm about to go on break because financially I am falling off because I've been going to school since January, 2019. And now we're here. It's 2020. Um, I'm still in school. I've been taking some, all my semesters. So now I've been, I haven't been going to work because I want, I've been going straight to, um, 
school i mean going to school and i got a family that's like letting me stay in a place with them and then i'm trying to be renting nothing so that i'm just you know taking my blessings and working or going to school further in my education so that i can get a better career and just have just be ahead on my education side and meet new people and just create you know a better future for my life and everybody that's going to be in it uh or everything i have planned for it so uh, at this present time, since I've been going to school and getting all that taken care of, being a college guy, uh, I've been broke. So I really could use this stimulus money because right now my car is broke down. And once uh, this semester is over, which is going to be over in almost three or four weeks, I need my car so I can start going back and forth to work because I can, I can walk to work, but it's going to be way more tedious because if I, I, if I have to walk everywhere, it's going to be hell and back. I've done that multiple times, but I really want a really good job this time. And the jobs, the way I was making money before I was going to school like that, I was really, I was driving everywhere. I'm going to need a car. Just plain and simple living in the south suburbs where I live. Like, yeah, I can walk everywhere, but I would much prefer a car to save time and just to do everything I need to do. Just I need my car to make make money. So, uh, let's see. So I'm just wondering when they're going to send their checks to the non-filers. Let me see. Anything else I want to tell you guys that I'm thinking about? The Michael Jordan documentary was yesterday. I missed it. I don't know. I didn't know what channel they were showing it on or just like... I feel like I don't I don't really have cable or anything, so I don't know how they were showing it, so I didn't see it that day. I probably could have found it if I was uh what is it called? If I could like if I would have really researched it or hunted for it, I probably could have found somebody streaming it or just just found a way to watch it. Uh but it looked like it was really awesome. And plus since I am a Chicago native and born and raised, not raised, but I was born here in Chicago. Jordan is one of our biggest pride. Um, prideful appreciations as being from Chicago and just historically uh, especially in the sports world so that came on yesterday I missed it but I seen everybody's reactions on Twitter and from what I'm seeing on Twitter it it definitely uh, the documentary did what it was supposed to do and it had great great reviews they had Derrick Rose on there which I thought was awesome one thing I can say, bro, every time when I see Derrick Rose, I just be thinking about like, I just wish I can go back to like 2009, 2011, between 2009 and 2011, when I was first saw Derrick Rose on the Bulls, like, oh my God, I wish they could take me back to those years, like prime Derrick Rose, before all of the injuries and just everything happened with as far as his career goes, it's just like, those moments were so amazing, I just remember like, I used to work at, I think I was working at Menards, and I used to have this, like, thing on my phone, or, like, some somehow I was able to watch Bulls games from my phone. I don't remember how back then, but they used to show certain games for free on, on Calcast Sportsnet here in Chicago, and just you watch these games, and Derrick Rose would just be incredible. Like, the way he just brought dunks and crossed you, shot on you, like, the man was, it, it, it's just... He gave you those that that energy. He gave you those vibes. Like you just felt like, oh my God, we we have a we have a chance to win another championship. And I'm not saying we're we're ever gonna like it's never gonna overshadow what Michael Jordan has done for the Bulls and the city is just like, but it's just for it to happen again in present times in my day and time, um, and I can witness it happening, and I believed it from just watching him play and the, the team his teammates that he had with them and the whole team was just like I'd do anything just to experience that and I just wish his career could have went in a better direction than it did or how it turned out because of everything that tragically happened so um it was just good to see him on the documentary though because he definitely was an amazing contributor to the to the to the history of basketball and just what he brought to the game and at the time and just the hype and the talent, the skill, the team, that team overall, great times. 